Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The universe is metal. Like, the universe a, is pretty metal. On a cosmic scale. Got, <laughs> yeah. You have like predator prey with like a black hole and a, and a star. And it just you really comes do, in though. and wrecks everything. Welcome back to the Random Theory Podcast, friends. Yay. I'm Grace. I'm Josh. <laughs> and together we make up the two monkeys in a trench coat that give you this podcast every week. Yeah, exploring the unknown with two monkeys in trench coats. <laughs> or in one trench coat. We're in one in trench one, coat. Yeah, we're just yeah. a tall monkey man in a trench coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're apart today. We are. I'm in New York. Is anything anything going on? Anything interesting happen? Not not really. I mean, Michael and I went to Montana or not. Where'd we go? We went to uh, Wyoming, not Montana, yeah. Wyoming. Yeah. Um, and we went uh, camping in like a log cabin. So it was we it wasn't like oh, wow. really camping, but it was in a log cabin. Yeah. Um, and we went to Grand Teton National Park. We tried to go to Yellowstone, but uh, it was so snowy and the roads were like we tried we got into the park one day we got in and the ranger was like hey we don't we're not recommending people go like there's a bunch of cars spun out there's like six cars on the side of the road and so michael and i were like okay like we'll go check it out and so we we went and looked and there were cars like everywhere and we were like and we're going home um so we drove back down to jackson which is where we were staying and that's like an hour drive and we were driving like 20 miles an hour through these oh. snowy roads. So yeah, it was it was kind of crazy, but it was a good time. Can't nice. complain. We got to see lots of snow. I was not ready to be seeing snow yet. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. Can't complain. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you guys yeah. didn't uh slide off the road and get stuck in Same. We saw a grizzly bear. Oh, really? Yeah, we saw a real life grizzly bear. Um, thankfully we were in our car when we saw it. We weren't like yeah. out and about. We were like low-key scared. We, like we always were like looking around for like bears and stuff. Checking because I mean, for grizzly bears. bears. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to roll up on a grizzly bear. We no. did roll up on a mountain lion though. Oh. Accidentally. No. Yeah. We went for a hike in Utah on our way back. Um, we went to uh Lake Blanche. I don't know if you've ever done that one. I don't even know where Lake what is Lake Blanche? So it's up <laughs> uh big cottonwood. It's oh, okay. like in the S curve. Um, oh. It's that hike right there. Okay. So we did that one and we got up there and we wanted to watch sunset, but it was so bitterly cold and the whole hike was icy. Mm. And it's like 3,000 feet in elevation game in three miles. So you're getting a 1,000 feet in elevation every mile. So it's a pretty tough hike. Um, no wonder but I haven't when- done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, on our way down, we um, were coming down at night and michael i didn't see it but michael like growing up in colorado and stuff he's very keen to wildlife yeah and it was apparently tucked up underneath a tree and we like startled it on our way down and he like heard it run and he was like it was big but it wasn't a deer because deer make 
more ruckus and he was like it was light on its feet he was oh. like it had to be mountain lion that trail is known to have mountain lions on it too so dude that's there scary. we go that's scary yeah. man yeah, it was a little and it was a little scary once we got down and like I started processing it. I was like, we're we are so lucky that like we startled it and it it ran yeah. uh, away instead of towards us to try to eat us. Well, so that's also good. you're lucky that it wasn't just stalking you the entire time. Like that's the thing with mountain lions. Yes, they like generally people don't even know that they're out there because they're just right. like stalking you in secret you know like they don't yeah they don't make well that was michael's known. big thing like he after we startled it from underneath the tree like he was like now it's probably looking for us and so like he didn't yeah. say that he said that once we were back in our car but i was thinking about it because on our way down yeah. i just kept looking behind us because i was like they don't really let up once they see something they kind of stay on it so yeah that was our wild wild adventure that that is very <laughs> wild that's some crazy nature right there i don't know yeah. about that yeah mm. nature will kill you <laughs> absolutely nature will kill you it literally will kill you what In about you what have you been up to um nothing too crazy it's kind of been a chill couple of days or week or so that's good um yeah it has been nice just to kind of chill out the band is uh we're putting out another single um oh. we, we decided to do a christmas song did you um, write it or no so a couple of years ago the the venue here that we always play at that we love um Valor. yep that's it uh we love Valor. it uh they do an annual christmas thing where they ask the local artists to come and play and you do one original acoustic, and then the owner asks every artist to cover a Christmas song. And so the first year we did it, we didn't really know what to play. We, you know, we were unsure. We were like, a Christmas song? Like, we can't. We don't know. So we ended up doing Oh Holy Night. And so we, yeah, so we just really liked what we came up with and have played it every year since because we've played this thing almost every year. And uh, so, yeah, finally, like, we were like, man, we could put it out, you know, because other people, you know, they've heard us play it there, and they're like, yeah, it's really good. So we've, like, flirted with the idea of releasing it, um, and then finally this year, we were like, eh, why not? So so that's coming out. Got that coming. We've been working on that. Um, but other than that, that's that's about it. Nothing really, nothing going on. It's been, nice. It's been a chill time. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So, should we should we get into some ratings and reviews? Yes, let's get into some ratings and reviews. Again, this is a podcast inspired by our community, so I'm super excited about it, honestly. Uh, you guys wrote in in your ratings and reviews on Apple Podcast, um, and we actually are pulling two of them this week. Ooh. So, two of you guys are being featured in this week's podcast. Yeah. Before we read these reviews, I just wanted to say, so we did... Um, we actually recently on this is total like behind the scenes stuff that literally if you listen to podcasts, you do <laughs> not know, but we switched podcast um, distributors and on our new distributor, there's new analytics. And I didn't know that actually the majority of our listens come from Spotify. So what? Yeah. So it shows me on, you know, if you get on the the analytics, it shows where the listeners are coming from. And the number one is on Spotify. 
Oh my gosh. Right? So The other one always told us it was Apple. It, well, yeah, we all we heard it was Apple that that was the big one. And I do think that's just because unfortunately on on Spotify you're not allowed to leave a review. You can leave a rating. Um so if you're listening on Spotify, wow. give us a rating. But <laughs> um but you can't leave a review and and I think like the ranking system is differently so they were really pushing Apple. But yeah, gotcha. I I found that very interesting. So, you know, shout out to all the people on Spotify. Shout out to our Spotify community. The, we're the sorry Spotify. we've been like not there for you. We've been just really pushing Apple Pod. But yeah. th- the problem is, is there's no good way on Spotify to like have the same interaction. Sure, sure. Um, if there was, then, you know, totally. But unfortunately, Hopefully Spotify not. comes up with something to fix. That. I, yeah, I, they've got to. Right. Because they're like really pushing yeah. podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure they'll have something it's probably coming. Well, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Apple. Apple. Pod. After <laughs> af- after that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Because, you know, we're talking about black holes today. Yeah. Yeah. This rating and review comes from I... Oh, actually, it's not I... They titled it I Love This Podcast, and it's from Geeky Science, which I love your name, by the way, because I am also Geeky Science. They said, I love this podcast. It's so funny and educational. 10 out of 10 recommendation. Please do an episode on black holes. Nice. I hope you still listen, Geeky Science, because this podcast is for you. Yeah. And then the second one titled Podcast Idea comes from Rubik's Nerd. And they said, what are white holes? Yeah, I was super curious about it as well. Um, And they actually, we're going to get into what they are, but they are, they're not a thing, but they are a thing, if that makes any sense. Okay. Interesting. So let's take a trip into the universe, shall we? Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) So the Milky Way contains, the Milky Way, the galaxy that you and I exist within, could contain over 100 million black holes. Wow. Though detecting these gluttonous beasts is very difficult. At the heart of the Milky Way lies a supermassive black hole, Sagittarius A, Mm. and the colossal structure is about 4 million times the mass of the sun and lies approximately... 26,000 light years away from Earth. It's a long ways away, but like at the heart of the Milky Way. Yeah. Is this giant black hole. I mean, thank goodness <laughs> it's that far away, right? Yes. Because yep. otherwise we would not exist. <laughs> yeah. So th- we are actually going to get into something. So you know how people always say like you get sucked into a black hole? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you actually don't get sucked into a black hole. That's a shame. It is a shame. <laughs> All of my black hole knowledge comes from the movie Interstellar. To make that movie, they actually like hired one of the most like world-renowned physicists on the subject. Yeah. Which I think is so fantastic. Yeah, and then they like won prizes or whatever grants and stuff based off yeah. of the research they did for the movie. They like wrote papers based on that research. And Which is so cool, honestly. Yeah, they like, said it was like the most theoretically accurate science to date in that movie. It's really cool, honestly. That's, if you that's haven't my seen basis. it, go see it. I like it. I like yeah. your thesis. And yeah, your that, basis. That's, that's what I got. I like it. <laughs> so we shouldn't let the name fool us. A black hole is anything but empty space. Rather, it's a great amount of matter packed into a very small area. So think of a star... 10 times 
more massive than the sun, squeeze into a sphere approximately the diameter of New York City, which oh. is 2.3 <laughs> miles wide. Oh, wow. That's a packed little sphere. And the result is a gravitational field so strong that nothing, not even light, can escape. I think that's what's so crazy. Yeah. That, that Yeah. I mean, just the fact that it is black, quote unquote, black. Mm-hmm. But it's it's that way because not even light can get out of it. Like it's that, insane. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And and I mean, this idea came from Einstein's theory of general relativity, which showed that when a massive star dies, it leaves behind a small, dense remnant core. And if the core's mass is more than about three times the mass of the sun, the equation shows that the force of gravity overwhelms all other forces and produces a black hole. Mm, interesting. So the thing that keeps you here on Earth... It's yeah. also the thing that helps create black holes. Also, mind blowing that like Einstein came up with that. Having Way no, back when. yeah, like having no concrete knowledge. Like now we've None. seen, you know, there was that picture of the black hole and and all this yeah. stuff. Einstein didn't have any of that, and he just came up with that. Like he just knew, you know. It's crazy. It's it's honestly so wild to think about. Like I, Einstein was, I, I can't even imagine what Einstein would be able to do now. Oh yeah, with all this new knowledge that we have, it yeah. would be insane what he could accomplish. Yeah. But scientists, this is the part that blows my mind: is scientists can't directly observe black holes with telescopes that direct X rays, light, or other forms of electromagnetic radiation. We can, however, infer the presence of black holes and study them by detecting their effects effect on other matter nearby so we can't even see the black hole which makes sense because space is black so how would we be able to see it there's there's nothing there you're literally looking at nothing and Mm -hmm. yeah you can't there's nothing to see really so like we don't even know if like there was one nearby like we would know because it would affect all the matter around us but like yeah you wouldn't really know you couldn't like (laughs) look out and see it right Yeah. yeah Like we wouldn't, I mean, maybe we would see a black hole like in the sky. I don't know how that would work. Obviously, if a black hole was close enough for us to even see it, it, we would, I assume we'd probably die, you know, like. Oh, yeah. I don't think we would have a second to think about it. Yeah, there wouldn't, it would just appear and, and then we'd die. So if a black hole passes through a cloud of interstellar matter, for example, it will draw matter inward in a process known as accretion. A similar process can occur if a normal star passes close to a black hole. In this case, black holes can tear apart a star and pull it towards itself. As the attracted matter accelerates and heats up, it emits X-rays, then radiate into space. Mm, yeah. So that's when you can see it is when the star is like, help, I'm dying. I, it's it's eating me. I'm being eaten by a dead star. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Recent discoveries offer some tantalizing evidence that black holes have a dramatic influence on the neighborhoods around them. Neighborhoods. And that neighborhoods. (laughs) You live in a neighborhood. (laughs) Welcome to the Milky Way neighborhood. The neighborhood. Welcome to the Milky Way neighborhood. If you look on your left, you will see Earth. If you look on your right, you'll see Venus. (laughs) (laughs) Why? That's like. Do we we live in like a suburb? We got like <laughs> suburban vibes going on. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yes. wow. All right. All right. Yeah. So in the neighborhood, what happens is there's an emission of powerful gamma ray bursts uh, that devour nearby stars. Oh. And they also spur the growth of new stars in some areas while stalling it in others. So they really wow. wreak havoc. They come in and they really wreak havoc. They're like, they're wrecking shop. Big yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, we always talk about when we're doing animal podcasts about like, <laughs> you know, nature being metal. Yeah. This is like the universe is metal. Like The universe a, is pretty metal. On a cosmic scale. You've got, <laughs> yeah. You have like predator prey with like a black hole and a, and a star and it just really comes do, in. really do though. And wrecks everything. Although this basic formation process is understood, one mystery in the science of black holes is they appear to exist on two radically different size scales. Like, you literally have massive ones or you have itty-bitty guys. Okay. And there's kind of no in-between. So on one end, there are countless black holes that are remnants of massive stars, Um and perhaps throughout the universe, these stellar mass black holes are generally 10 to 24 times the mass of the sun. That's huge. Yeah. How big is the sun? What's the mass of the sun? Okay, so I don't even know how to interpret this. Okay. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest with you, it says 1.9 times 10 to the 30th kilogram. So big is right. <laughs> big is massive like it's massive yeah and then the black holes are 10 to 14 24 times the mass of the sun so bigger bigger <laughs> way bigger you got big and bigger um but astronomers spot them when they draw another star near them and so the matter is basically snagged into the yeah. hole, like we talked about before, so that's like how they're able to see them. Right. So judging from the amount of stars large enough to reduce such black holes, um, scientists estimate there are as many as 10 million to a billion large black holes in the Milky Way. That's crazy. <laughs> little scary. Little scary. It's a little, it's a little, it's a, it's a tad scary. Yeah. Um, I just love the name of this black hole that we're about to talk about. Okay. Uh, the closest black hole to Earth is dubbed the unicorn. The unicorn. <laughs> the unicorn. It's situated 1,500 light years away, uh, and the nickname has a double meaning. Not only does this black hole candidate reside in the constellation Monoceros, which means the unicorn. Oh. It's incredibly low mass, which is only about three times that of the sun, which makes it pretty much one of a kind. Oh, it's it's a light one. It's a lightweight boy. It's a light, it's the lightweight boy. You know, I it's a good name. I to me it just doesn't scream black hole, but that's no. It's like come in know. here. We have rainbows and candy and chocolate. You know how there's like a popular picture of a black hole that acts as a huge vacuum sucking in everything to it? Okay. It's like pretty typical. Like when you think of a when you think of a black hole, it's like something's getting sucked into it. Well, that's actually wrong. Um, yeah. Black holes, even the one at the center of our galaxy, are very small in the grand scheme of things. If you really think about it. Okay. So only if you get very close to a black hole's event horizon does it start pulling everything in. Right. So they're not. When you say they're very small, like the black hole is obviously still massive insanely yes. huge but its pull its grasp is is small small 
Like we could be by one and it wouldn't necessarily really affect us unless you were like within its horizon and it cannot like you literally can't get away at that point. So it doesn't just like suck things in. You have to be like in its orbit um, in a way. Again, watch Interstellar. Yes. They go into a black hole. Spoiler alert. Sorry. (laughs) That's the thing. Like that movie was accurate in that in that aspect because they do go near a black hole in in the mm-hmm. in the solar system they go to it orbits a black hole instead of a sun and obviously they're in that solar system they're not they're not immediately getting sucked into this black hole right just yep. once they go into the go past the event horizon um is when they that happens start getting but, pulled yeah. in yeah like we were talking about how there were really big black holes and there were really small black holes um, because of the new cameras that we have with the Hubble and what's the new one called again? James Webb. Yes, the James Webb. Yeah. Um, we're actually able to see the mid-sized black holes and say that they do exist. Okay. Okay, so one possible mechanism for the formation of supermassive black holes, these are the big boys, okay. uh, involves a chain reaction of collisions of stars and compact star clusters that results in the buildup of extreme massive stars, which then collapse to form an immediate mass black hole. Okay, so it's multiple stars. Yeah, and so together. the star cluster, yeah, so the star clusters then sink to the center of the galaxy where the intermediate black holes merge to form a supermassive black hole. Oh, wow. So they think that the medium ones basically get sucked in together. So like you're in these star clusters and they all die or they hit one another and the masses cause these black holes, but the medium ones all form together to create a massive black hole. Uh, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. If you have a lot of it black does. holes, they're just going to all suck together and mm-hmm. and become one. It's pretty interesting. So here's yeah. some black hole fast facts for you. Okay, hit me. Okay. So if you fell into a black hole, theory has long suggested that gravity would stretch you out like spaghetti, though your death would come before you reach the singularity. Okay. But in 2012, a study published in the journal Nature suggests that quantum effects would cause the event horizon to act much like a wall of fire, which would instantly burn you to death. Oh, gosh. So you wouldn't even you wouldn't even get have them. yeah you wouldn't even have the opportunity to become spaghetti. Oh, that's which is kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. I've always I think it would be kind of fun. I've always wanted to be spaghetti. Black holes don't suck. Uh, the suction is caused by pulling something into a vacuum, um, but ma- we know now that black holes don't do that. Yeah. Instead, they fall into them just as they fall towards anything else. Yeah. AKA gravity. Because gravity is the main thing in a black hole. They fall into gravity. Like it's like yep. an object falling from space to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, in this case, Earth is the singularity of a black hole. Also, now I want a shirt that says black holes don't suck. That, that would fun. be so good. Yeah. I love that. That's fun. <laughs> and on the last part of that, if a star passes too close to a black hole, the star can be torn apart. Okay, makes so, sense. So now that we've talked about black holes, we need to talk about what a white hole is. Yeah, I have never heard of this. So I this had is... not either until one of our awesome science pals recommended it to us. Yeah, um, and asked us to look into it. 
Okay. So we know that black holes are created when a star dies catastrophically in a supernova. So what is a white hole? Um, white holes are created when astrophysicists mathematically explore the environment around a black hole, but pretend there's no mass within the event horizon. So what happens when you have a black hole singularity with no mass? Because we know we just talked about like mass is everything within a black hole. Like, right, they, they got big dense. mass. Yeah, big dense, mass. Dense boys. <laughs> they're dense boys. Yeah. Like very dense boys. Yeah. So white holes are completely theoretical mathematical concepts. Okay. They don't exist. In fact, if you do black hole mathematics for a living, which I'm so sorry if you do because what that a job. sounds insane. Yeah, yeah, that literally sounds insane. Yeah. Basically, from what I've read, it has said that um, ignoring the mass of the singularity makes your life much easier. Can't tell you that from experience, but yeah, they're not a thing that actually exists. Um, it's not like astronomers detected an unusual outburst of radiation and then developed hypothetical white hole models to explain them. So basically it's like a yes. theoretical mathematical shortcut. Yeah, basically. So the here's the thing about physics, and this is why physics, I did not do well with it in school. In physics, you ignore all kinds of things to make the problem easier. Really? Like you, yes. Like you'll be like, eh, this force really technically isn't at play. Like this force, like it's really weak. This force is like not important. So we're going to ignore it from the equation and like pretend it doesn't exist. Like it always drove me crazy because I was like, how can you just look at it and be like, it doesn't exist. Like it, it's here in the equation. Like you can't tell me it's like not important. And they'd be like, well, it's really not because it, like in the end, when you calculate it out, it has no role here. And I'm like, oh my God. This is going to yeah. kill my brain. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know how you just ignore something in the problem. That always drove my brain. So crazy. That sounds like a little kid doing a math problem, just being like, nah, I'm not interested. <laughs> nah. Literally, though. Not Literally. But now, what would it mean if like white holes did exist? Okay. Which they probably don't. Right. <laughs> they would behave like a reverse black hole. A reverse black hole. Yes, they would oh. behave like a reverse black hole. So you know how gravity pulls everything in yeah. to a black hole? This would yeah. be spitting stuff out. It would just be shooting stuff. <laughs> On this thing, it's, this is the best sentence besides the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, it says, a white hole would blast material out into space like some kind of white chocolate fountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which might be a better sentence than the neighborhood one. It's definitely up there. Uh, a white chocolate fountain. So it's just like oozing out things in space. Oozing things out, yeah. Ooh, okay. So this is why they don't exist because if matter was being created, we would all know. Where, where's the <laughs> matter coming from? Yeah. It's, yes, it yeah. Okay. So one of the other implications of white hole math is that they only theoretically exist as long as there isn't a single speck of matter within the event horizon. So as soon as a single atom of hydrogen drifts into the region, the whole thing would collapse. So even if white holes were created back at the beginning of the universe, they would have collapsed a long time ago since our universe has already been filled with so much stray matter. So these could have existed at one time. I'll be honest, like my brain is melting a bit. 
Right. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's my brain is becoming a white hole. It's just ejecting itself out of my head at the oh, moment. Oh, good. So, yeah. Good. Uh, it's a crazy <laughs> thing to think about, honestly. It is. Like, I, I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around it, and it's, you know, I don't know if I have fully. Because, like, yeah, I mean, where is the matter that it is spitting out coming from? If it can't have any matter within it. Yeah, it can't have any matter within it. And there's not a lot of research on them, obviously, because they don't exist. Right. And then also because, I mean, they are something that is, like, it hurts your brain real bad. I mean, on one hand, like, and maybe we just don't, I don't have the full picture on the, you know, maybe I need to look further into them. But, you know, they don't exist. And Mm -hmm. from what I've heard here, the concept of them comes from basically just denying mass in something else so (laughs) to me i'm like a little bit like i don't want to say this but i'm like what's the point of like yeah the re like why would you research them at this point yeah like no it's kind of just like making something up a little bit but i don't know yeah so they only exist with black holes that's the crazy part so it's like on one side things are being sucked into the black hole but on the back side of the black hole, it's stuff's being spit out. I mean, that, yeah, okay, because then that's like a wormhole, right? Like a theoretical, that's what this is saying. Essentially, yes. It's like a, it's, you go in one end and get shot out the other. Yeah. Which that is all, yeah, that's like a theoretical thing, wormholes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because I don't, what I don't understand is like how matter can come in, but then like it's spit out, but... You, when you're in the black hole, gravity is so strong. So how can something come out the other side? Yeah, I mean, you. yeah, how are you not just... It would be very different coming out the other side. Well, and like you said, like the current data and theory suggests that the second you cross the event horizon, you would just be like incinerated. Yeah. So you wouldn't even make it to... It said you wouldn't even make it to the singularity of the black hole, which it would... Right. I would assume would be the point where it crosses over to a white hole if it existed. Mm -hmm. I think this is the crazy thing when you think about it. So in theory, a black hole singularity would compress down until the smallest possible size predicted by physics. Yeah. Then it would rebound as a white hole. But because of the severe time dilation effect around a black hole, this event would take billions of years for even the lowest mass ones to finally get around to popping. Oh, yeah. So it would take billions of years to get to the other side. Billions. That's crazy. I mean, that's, yeah, I didn't, we haven't even talked about, because that is definitely accurate theory again coming from interstellar great movie Mm -hmm. go watch it if this interests you at all (laughs) go watch it um because there is a whole sequence in there about time dilation and they they go to a planet that is close to the black hole and there's time dilation the the amount of time dilation inside of a black hole it would be insane like yeah billions of years just to get through it i don't know how it would work i mean if there are microscopic black holes created after the Big Bang, they might uh, they might get around to decaying uh, and exploding as white holes any day now because okay. like the universe has been here forever, you know? Yeah, we've been around. Except yeah. according to Stephen Hawking, they um, would have already evaporated. So they oh. would already be gone. 
Okay. They just evaporated. Because, you know, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, they just poofed, gone just poofed in out. space. Yeah. Well, yep. Stephen Hawking, I mean... He, he is kind of like the modern day Einstein. <laughs> that is a reliable source for sure. So another interesting idea put forth by physicists is that white holes might explain the Big Bang since this is another situation where tremendous amounts of matter and en- energy just spontaneously appeared. Oh, that's so interesting. So technically the Big Bang would have been a white hole. It could it, it could have been a white hole exploding. Yes. That is very... I. Yeah, that's interesting. And then we would have no idea that it existed because obviously they just go, bye. Yeah, yeah. It just it just poofed out and then yeah. here we are. We're the contents that got poofed out. Sucked in. Well, yeah. <laughs> to a black hole. Yeah, on an, in another plane of existence or another yeah. universe, we got sucked in and then popped out here. That's very interesting. Hmm. It, it's a new way to think about it. Which yeah. I think is really fascinating to think about. Yeah. Because I'd never known about it in, or thought about this even until Rubik's Nerd commented Rubik's this Nerd. podcast I, idea. Okay. I have to know, Rubik's Nerd, if you are still out there, where did you get this? And like, Yeah. What? Where did you learn about white holes? Yeah, where, <laughs> where did you hear about this and, and why? Yeah. Like, I, I And are you doing know. fancy math to find out? White, what about white holes? If yeah, you're doing you this fancy wh- math, we need to know. Are you a black hole mathematician? I hope not, because then this whole podcast was probably just like a uh, pain yeah. to listen to. But I'm sorry for you, Rubik's nerd. Because we're definitely, the, these two monkeys in a trench coat are not going to figure out the math nope. behind black holes and white <laughs> holes. But, you know. We are definitely not. We're going to sit there scratching our head. Yeah, we're bananas. like, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds cool. Oh, we like man. it it's great yeah. so anywho uh white holes are probably just fancy math and since yeah. fancy math rarely survives contact with reality white holes are probably just imaginary but they're a really cool thing that probably could have maybe existed at some point yeah i mean hey listen that's probably what was said about einstein's theory when he came up with it honestly yes potentially probably. i don't i don't know that for sure don't quote me on that but People probably thought he was crazy. People, de- I'm sure people thought he was nuts. And and now we've clearly proven that black holes exist. So you never know. Yep. You never know. Yep. Follow I your mean, hearts. F- follow your hearts. Those white <laughs> holes are out there. <laughs> they could be. We could have came from a white hole. It's crazy to think about, honestly. I hate this whole like sentence. It just sounds <laughs> terrible. Josh is going to go and like lay on his bed tonight and just think about i think i i'm like gonna he's gonna go watch interstellar again <laughs> i'm definitely gonna watch interstellar again um and then i think i'm just gonna lay on my bed like in the dark and just contemplate existence <laughs> i think that's Maybe. probably i just thing. i just think the white hole thing it fit perfectly with this podcast as well and it's just such a crazy thing to think about like yeah. i really loved it i will say i mean framing it in the way of like like Tying it to the Big Bang, that is very interesting to me. That, that very interesting. Like that's a a very interesting thought. What a pod. What it be? How it be? What a pod. Yeah. yeah. Um, guys, we are doing podcasts that you guys want to hear until the end of the year. Yes. Uh, and beyond, hopefully. But I definitely want to round out the back half of the year with your guys's recommendations. So if you have one, leave them on Apple Pod or 
DM us on Instagram or like like I don't want to count on our Spotify listeners now. Now that I know, I know that there's such a big like chunk of this, I feel bad. Here's what we can do because I just okay. made this. We have an email address. Again, like don't email us unless you <laughs> unless you uh, have a podcast topic. Um, but oh my gosh, if you have five podcast topics, you, put them in the whole email. Like, absolutely. So the email is randomtheorypod at gmail.com. So if you are listening on Spotify or wherever, somewhere that's not Apple Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you can send us an email at randomtheorypod at gmail um, and we will read it there. And make sure you send us your name so we can shout you out. Yeah, obviously like include a name uh since it's an email like you can go ahead and tell us a little about yourself what's your background why you know all that that's great we'll read those as well i think oh my um, gosh that would be so fun i love this idea yeah i think that i think that could be like a maybe instead of two ratings and reviews maybe that we just read like an email like if it's a full i like that yeah Um, for sure that could be fun and if you're on apple podcast and you want to send an email instead like you can do that too you're more than welcome to. We would love that. That's literally so good. The ratings and reviews do really help the show. So, so um, much. Keep leaving them. Yeah. So please do if you you know if you're if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do keep leaving them because that does help us out. And then feel free to send this to your friends, family, relatives, so you guys have something to talk about over Thanksgiving. Yeah, Christmas. holidays are like, coming send up. Send it to all your friends, please, because we want everyone to have all kinds of fun knowledge to share with their friends. Yeah. I think that's it. I'm going to go watch uh, Interstellar. All right. I'm going to go to the gym. You know, to each their own. All right, science pals. We'll see you next week. Thanks for being curious with us. Bye, everyone. Bye. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.